Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Day four of the FTC trial against Microsoft has concluded. For June 30th, 2023, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. My apologies that this episode is late. But last night, I was seeing an amazing performance of Distant Worlds. They're touring. If you have a chance, go see them. Coming up, Australia is trying to curb online gambling addiction. Niantic lays off just a ton of people. And we'll check out the week that was in video game news with the Friday replay. Day four of the Microsoft versus FTC hearing saw both Sadia Nadella, Microsoft CEO, and Bobby Kotick, Activision Blizzard CEO, take the stand. Starting with Nadella's testimony, we got a lot of lamenting about console exclusives, where he specifically blamed Sony's business tactics for forcing the console market into exclusives, saying, quote, that's the world we live in, I have no love for that world. Nadella finishes his testimony with his definition of cloud gaming. Nadella, oddly, considers anything involving the community and Xbox Live to be, quote, cloud gaming, which is not at all the definition anyone else is working under. Continuing on to Bobby Kotick's testimony, Kotick was asked why Activision Blizzard didn't bring the Call of Duty series to the Nintendo Switch, with Kotick responding that he made a bad business judgment when the Switch launched, opting to focus on Xbox and PlayStation because he thought the Switch was going to be a flop. And to be honest, this might be the only time in Kotick's life where he's admitted that he was wrong. Kodak was further asked if Microsoft had any incentives to make Call of Duty an exclusive to Xbox and PC. He responded with a resounding no, explaining that making Call of Duty exclusive would cause a, quote, revolt in the gaming communities, which is both intangible and not really an answer. 
Kodak claims that it would, quote, alienate over 100 million monthly active players, but fails to explain how exactly that would end up being bad for a company that's also invested in where people play their games. Overall, the fourth day of hearings hasn't been as insightful as the rest, and it looks like we'll be waiting until after the holiday weekend to find out what will happen with Microsoft and Activision Blizzard. Australian regulators have proposed new regulations to curb online gambling, and the proposal is taking aim at loot boxes. Australian regulators outlined three recommendations for loot boxes to help combat online gambling. One, make spending controls as default functions of the game. Two, disclose the odds and drop rates for items within loot boxes. And three, loot boxes containing items algorithmically tailored to the user's experience should be disabled as a default, allowing for users to opt in. Australian regulators made these recommendations as an attempt to curb possible uptick in gambling addiction, claiming that young people who play games with loot boxes may be more likely to gamble later in life, which is a valid concern when loot box mechanics were specifically designed to mimic gambling. And there's ongoing research making connections between gambling addiction and the predatory monetization efforts of video games. Overall, I agree with these changes, though I wish the U.S. government or hell, even the European Union would take the predatory monetization of video games much more seriously. Because as it sits, only a handful of countries have tried to tackle this issue, and the video game industry responds by just not releasing games that have loot boxes in those countries. And mark my words, the video game industry will continue with this practice unless regulators actually do their jobs in bigger markets. Niantic, the studio behind Pokemon Go, announced yesterday that it was laying off 230 employees. Niantic will also be shuttering its Los Angeles game studio, along with shutting down NBA All World, the NBA-themed Pokemon Go clone, and Marvel World of Heroes, the Marvel-themed Pokemon Go clone. CEO of Niantic John Hankey attributes laying 30% of Niantic's workforce to, quote, allowing our expenses to grow faster than revenue, meaning Niantic bled money making the exact same game multiple times with different skins. Hankey did not discuss severances nor any job-finding assistance to those affected. He coldly added more justification, stating that these layoffs will bring expenses and revenue, quote, back in line with preserving our core assets. Which really shows how much Niantic executives value workers who make the company billions of dollars a year. Just another fucking number in their ledger. It's Friday, and this is normally where we would read a podcast review. However, we don't have any new ones. So instead, again, I'm just going to tell you to go see Distant Worlds. If you don't know what Distant Worlds is, it is live symphonic performances of Final Fantasy music. 
And boy, they have an excellent playlist unique for each city that they go to. So if you've got a Distant Worlds uh, performance that's coming to your backyard, I highly, highly recommend you go check it out. And you can find out if they're coming to your city by going to ffdistantworlds.com. All right, with it being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this week in gaming with the Friday Replay. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Last week, the Los Angeles City Tourism Board of Commissioners held a meeting to update the public on the tourism business in Los Angeles. This meeting included future projections for citywide convention sales. However, the Tourism Board released these future projections with the footnote of includes E3 cancellations for 2024 and 2025, which makes it seem like the Entertainment Software Association just kind of quietly canceled E3 for the next two years. However, the ESA has come out to clarify that E3 2024 and 2025 are actually not canceled. And according to the ESA spokesperson, the ESA is currently in talks about E3 2024. Which begs the question, why? The gaming industry has clearly moved away from E3 to easier and cheaper shows like Summer Games Fest, or they just put on their own presentations whenever the hell they want to, which in turn makes trade shows like E3 kind of moot. However, there might be a chance for E3 to continue by becoming the Comic-Con of video games, because it's pretty clear at this point the gaming industry will just not prop up the dying husk of E3. At least by becoming a consumer convention, the fans can try to prop it up. In an update on Microsoft's injunction hearing with the Federal Trade Commission over the $68.7 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard, there has definitely been some interesting findings. For one, Microsoft sacrificed production of Xbox Series X's over the last couple of years, instead focusing on their cloud gaming service, xCloud. However, at this time, it's unclear if Microsoft artificially lowering their console volume for cloud gaming was a lucrative bet or not. 
The much maligned Fallout 76 came up in some of the questions, and we found out that the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, was ready to axe Fallout 76 in September of 2021, unless ZeniMax president Jamie Letter was able to get the player base to 10 million monthly active users. Fallout 76 released on the PS Plus subscription a month later. It's assumed since Fallout 76 is still getting slow but regular updates that Microsoft got the 10 million monthly active users it was looking for. And now for the biggest bombshell to fall out of these hearings. Microsoft was looking to acquire several additional game studios. Microsoft, in fact, made a list of over a hundred game companies to acquire with pros and cons of each. The most shocking one that seemed to be Microsoft's first choice was Sega. Microsoft seemed to want to break into the Japanese market with Atlas titles like Shin Megami Tensei and Persona. Microsoft was also looking into buying Destiny maker Bungie and Returnal developer Housemark both of which were eventually bought up by Sony. Interestingly, Microsoft was also looking into buying Zynga before settling into the Activision Blizzard merger, with the reason that Microsoft wanted Zynga to bolster their mobile gaming products. Zynga was eventually acquired by Take-Two Interactive. Overall, this hearing has been insightful on how AAA game companies operate at the executive level. However, listening to the proceedings over the last couple of days, you can hear the judge is getting frustrated with the FTC's questioning, which doesn't bode well for the FTC's injunction. Though, there's only today and tomorrow left in the hearing. At the end of Thursday, we should have a definitive answer to whether or not Microsoft can acquire Activision Blizzard. The gaming industry layoffs are continuing into the indie scene. The burgeoning scavenger studios, the developer behind Season A Letter to the Future, laid off more than half of its workforce this week. Emile LaMarche, CEO of Scavenger Studios, talked with GamesIndustry.biz about the reasons for the massive downsizing. The reasons, ultimately, are due to the lackluster sales of Season A Letter to the Future. LaMarche told GamesIndustry.biz that Season only sold 60,000 units since its launch in January. To put that into perspective, Season A Letter to the Future is a $25 title. Selling 60,000 units means roughly $1.5 million. However, there are platform costs which will eat into that about 30%, meaning Scavenger Studios made maybe a million dollars over the last five months. So for a studio that employs around 40 people, that million doesn't divide well for five months of salary, and unfortunately results in a massive downsizing bringing Scavenger Studios' team to just 16 people. For the 24 that are affected, LaMarche did lay out that there will be extensive outplacement services, including severance pay, psychological support, extended health coverage, and job search assistance. LaMarche did not disclose how much severance or how long severance would be provided. 
Overall, it's sad that season a letter to the future didn't perform as well as it could have. The premise of exploring and documenting your travels through a world on the brink of a cataclysm is actually a really fascinating premise. And my hope is that these layoffs don't discourage these developers from creating more games like season a letter to the future. Because we truly need more games that break conventions to tell interesting and thought-provoking stories. Late on Tuesday night, Microsoft's injunction hearing with the Federal Trade Commission finally heard CEO of Sony Jim Ryan's deposition, which showed that Sony was rather indifferent to Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard at the start of 2022. However, in a string of redacted email correspondence between Jim Ryan and Xbox head Phil Spencer in August of 2022, Ryan changed his mind. Ryan said specifically when asked about these emails that they, quote, set the alarm bells ringing. Ryan continues to claim that Microsoft intended to use the Call of Duty franchise to harm Sony, citing that if Activision Blizzard is bought by Microsoft, a large portion of gamers would desert the PlayStation brand for Xbox leading to not just a foreclosure of software sales, but on hardware, accessories, and subscription services. Ryan finishes this line of questioning with his belief that a partial foreclosure would also be harmful for Sony's business. A partial foreclosure, for those unaware, is simply another way to refer to a timed exclusive. Continuing on, though, Ryan was asked about future PlayStation developer kits for Activision Blizzard. He revealed that Sony was prepared to quit distributing developer kits to ActaBliz if the merger went through, stating that Sony couldn't risk giving their direct competitor unfettered access to proprietary knowledge. Overall, Jim Ryan's deposition shed a little light on why Sony's so fervently against this merger. It really just comes down to those redacted emails between Ryan and Phil Spencer. And God, I would just love to see what Spencer wrote to cause Ryan to make this drastic change in judgment. All right, well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Again, I'm so sorry for this episode being late, but make sure you subscribe so you can come back next week on Wednesday for even more video game news. We're going to be taking Monday and Tuesday off because of the holiday on July 4th. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.